Welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Harmer, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about business success and the illusion of busy. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Dr. Richard Harmer, and you're about to discover new ways to go from overwhelm to thriving in your business and in your life by following your passions, pursuing your unique life purpose, and stepping fully into your infinite potential. You deserve to live your best life, a life filled with all of the clarity, courage, and commitment you need to be happy and to make a positive impact on the world. So get ready, because this podcast challenges society's expectations for what it means to be successful in life and in business, and invites you to grow beyond outdated assumptions for defining who you are. Welcome to the Positive Change Podcast. So I'm not going to lie, starting and growing a business can at times be incredibly difficult. There are instances where there's so many unknowns and that learning curve to learn what you need to learn to be successful can be incredibly steep. But the key consideration here is that busyness success does not equate to business success. Let me say that just one last time. Busyness success, that is being busy all of the time, does not equate to business success. Now, if you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, or unable to keep up with your business, then you may be making one of the more common mistakes that I notice that many entrepreneurs make when they're really starting out. The first mistake that entrepreneurs who are feeling overwhelmed in their business makes is this sense of over-responsibility. Not letting others help. Not letting other people play their role or do their part, including customers and friends. This sense of over-responsibility really kicks in when we start to notice these opportunities or issues in the business and we start to think that we are the only ones that can fix them or the only ones that can be relied on to fix them, particularly if you don't have a team around you. Now, we're going to come back to this later in this episode and possibly in a later edition as well. But not having a team around you that can remove some of those little rocks to help you focus on your big rocks in your business will keep you and hold you back. This sense of over-responsibility of having to do everything and not allowing someone else to help you is a key barrier that keeps you busy and keeps you away from thriving as an entrepreneur and a change maker. Now, the second mistake that people often make is feeling that they need to be across everything in their business. They have to know the end-to-end elements of every single thing that happens in their business in order to know what to do next. This is really about taking on everything and not allowing other people to be involved in your success. Now, the third element here that often gets in the way of people being successful in their business and being caught up in busyness is not wanting to disappoint other people. Now, I've talked about this in a previous episode, but fundamentally here, not wanting to disappoint another person ultimately results in us not saying no. Trying to be yes and be suitable or attractive or important or relevant to everybody. Now, when we do this and we start to really niche into what each what other customers, each individual customer wants, they're all going to have slightly 
different demands and needs and ultimately our to-do list is going to become way longer than we can ever hope to reach the bottom of. This sense of not wanting to disappoint people, not wanting to say no, ultimately results in us disappointing ourselves. The final common mistake that overwhelmed entrepreneurs and stressed out entrepreneurs make is focusing on the wrong work. Now, in any business, the metaphor of large rocks or the big rocks, the small rocks, the pebbles in the sand is a really simple and useful metaphor to consider. In your business, there are likely to be a small number of big rocks that if you do these things, 80% of your success will come from 5% of your effort. 80% of your success will become from 5% of your effort. And yet we spend most of our time trying to shift sand around and not focus on those big rocks. We stay in our comfort zone oftentimes of those things we know how to do, the sand. And we don't get outside a comfort zone, move those big rocks and really move our business forward. Now, if I look at all of these four pretty common mistakes that the overwhelmed entrepreneur makes, over-responsibility, needing to be across everything, not wanting to disappoint and doing or focusing on the wrong work. What underpins all of these things? In my experience, having worked with many entrepreneurs who are really trying to make a difference in the world, is this sense of self-doubt or a lack of confidence and this need to prove oneself all of the time. Now, when we need to prove ourselves, when we don't think that we're enough, good enough, ready enough, or clever enough, or any of the enoughness, as I call them, if we're not ready enough to be successful, if we feel that we have to prove ourselves to somebody or something about something, then we're always going to be playing the small game. That game of trying not to lose versus playing to win. So the key question to ask yourself if you're lacking the confidence or the belief or the clarity about what to do next, or you're not sure whether you can lift that big rock and move it further down your own journey of your business. If you can't carry that big rock and make something happen with it. The key question to ask yourself is, am I trying to prove myself in some way? Now, if you were to ask yourself this question, the first response won't be, of course not. But just take a few moments to slow down and just notice is there a twinge of something else going on? If you're finding yourself overwhelmed, stressed out, on the edge of burnout, on the edge of not thinking you can go on with the business, if you're noticing that you're not asking for other people's help, you don't know how to say no, you take on everything and you're kind of in your comfort zone even though you're really busy. Ask yourself the question, am I trying to prove something? Now here, here are some questions, sub-questions to really ask yourself when you're trying to work out what you're trying to prove yourself around. So once you realize, or 
when you realize that each time we get caught in this cycle of busyness, this illusion that doing more means that you're more successful, and we realize that we might be doing that because we're trying to prove something to somebody or somewhere, the four fundamental questions to ask yourself is, what am I seeking to prove? Now, this is going to be a reflective question to ask. It's not something, oftentimes it won't be something that will be obvious. What are you seeking to prove? Seeking to prove that you won't fail? Seeking to prove that you know what you're talking about? Seeking to prove that you can overcome and move beyond people's expectations? Seeking to prove that you're not that no-hoper that's your year two or grade two teacher once said you were? What are you seeking to prove? Now, if we flip this the other way, this is the goal. This is the thing at this point in time to be overcome. Next question is, who are you seeking to prove this goal to? Who are you seeking to prove something to? Once you know what you're trying to prove, who you're trying to prove it to? Who's the audience for this goal? Now, the third question here is, why are you seeking to prove this goal or prove this thing to this person or group of people this audience right now why is this important now so for if it if example it's something like that i'm not a failure who are we proving this to it might be some as i said grade two teacher some angry uncle some previous boss somewhere whatever it might be why are you trying to prove it prove this element to this personal group of people right now because this in part is the motivation now i'm going to come back to this motivation because it's an unhealthy motivation and we can flip it to being a healthy or a pure or a positive motivation but it is a motivation to change and we can leverage that motivation to change now the fourth question here is after the what are you seeking to prove who are you seeking to prove that to and why are you seeking to prove it now is how will you know you've proved it this becomes the result or the impact or the end state so if for example going back to my analogy my example if you're seeking to prove that you're not a failure to your grade two teacher because you really want to show them that they were wrong how will you know that you've proven it and this oftentimes becomes the greatest stumbling block this last question to us overcoming this unhealthy or unhelpful way of thinking because pragmatically if you think about it there's no way of proving that you're no longer this thing to that person sometime in your past now, what's really going on here to really dig into is that we're adopting what's called an external locus of control. 
external location of control. We're putting all of this sense of needing to prove something to somebody or some entity or something outside of ourselves. And as a result of that, we're never going to be able to prove ourselves. Conversely, if we adopt an internal locus of control, some sort of internal mechanism or measure or way of monitoring our success, we self-author our own destiny. We become the agent or the owner of our own destiny and in that way we can accomplish the very thing that we're seeking to prove. So when we notice that we may be trying to prove something to somebody else, the key step here is to reframe that what we're trying to prove to some type of a life-affirming goal that we're proving to ourselves that is something that we want to accomplish, not because we have to, because we want to, and we get really clear about what the successful proving of that element looks like. Now, by way of contrast, the thriving change maker, the thriving entrepreneur who has moved beyond this sense of am I enoughness, is really focused on something fundamentally different. They're focused on pursuing their passions, which is all about what they want to do and what they love, their purpose, which is a fundamental change they want to see in the world for the benefit of themselves and for the world and humanity around them. And this sense of potential, staying open to new ways to pursue their passions and to realize their purpose. The thriving entrepreneur follows passions, purpose, and potential. This is what sets them apart from the entrepreneur who is overwhelmed near the edge of burnout and stressed. Now, how do we do this? We start to think about what do we need to prove and flipping it over. Some of the work of appreciative inquiry, to appreciate being to notice what's valuable and to grow what's valuable, and inquiry being to inquire or question or be curious about. Appreciative inquiry a significant body of research and practice about how we create positive futures for ourselves and the people around us. How do we move beyond proving to realizing that we are always and ever-presently enough? Is this principle of, of the poetic? The key thing about the poetic principle of appreciative inquiry is it's a deep understanding that the stories you tell yourself about your past are not set in stone they can be reauthored they can be retold in different ways they they require interpretation and reinterpretation so that grade two teacher that told you that you weren't good enough and you would always fail at maths maybe it's time to retell and to reinterpret that story they weren't telling you you were a failure they were telling you that you had more potential that you could liberate if you tried harder. What we focus on grows. If we focus on those elements where we're not good enough, we're broken, we're insufficient, we're insecure, and we focus on those elements in our lives, we will 
grow more insecurity and more overwhelm. If we focus more on what makes us brilliant, amazing, awesome, amazing, curious, we focus on what makes us awesome, the more awesomeness will show up in our lives. This is the fundamental element of appreciative inquiry and this element of the poetic principle. We can focus on what we've done well and we can interpret and reinterpret any experience in a way that brings life-affirming energy to have a positive impact for ourselves and the world around us. What we focus on that we've done well and the positive impact we've had, that creates more success. Success leaves clues. When we start to focus on what makes us successful, the more we build success into our own lives. We can choose what to study in our own lives. We can choose to study what's working in order to create more of what's working. We can prove to study... Let me say that again. We can choose to study where we've proven ourselves rather than when we haven't. We can choose to study when we've proven ourselves to ourselves and other people and we can choose to study why that's important to remember now. We can choose to study where we've been successful versus when we haven't. Now, in my positive change, 3X Effects of Positive Change program, my six-month personal development program that I guide overwhelmed entrepreneurs through in order to become thriving entrepreneurs. And we talk about the three levels of positive change from changing our behaviors to changing our life to reimagining our future and changing our thoughts. There are so many things that I can focus on that we do focus on in the program to bring you more joy, personal inspiration, continuous learning and growth, and this sense of living in your purpose, acting upon your essential nature. But here's just one thing. If you were to introduce and do this yourself just once and just maybe for a week even, you will fundamentally change the trajectory of your life. Take a moment to think about what your life would be like if you didn't have to prove anything. And then take a pen and paper and spend just 10 minutes writing a few paragraphs describing your life, your world, your relationships, your business, your customers, your clients, your impact for the world if you had nothing to prove, nothing to find because nothing was missing, nothing to do, nothing to prove, just being yourself, just being real, just being authentically who you already and always are. Take 10 minutes, write a paragraph, write two, write as many as you can in 10 minutes, Describe your world when you have nothing to prove. And then live your life today from that future description.
Because the reality is, you don't have anything to prove. You don't have to do more than it's expected. You don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to do it all yourself. You don't have to be across every single thing. You don't have to try and be all things all the time. You don't have to prove anything. You are already successful in your business because you started. Everything from here on in is just a journey of learning. Learning about yourself, learning about the world around you, and learning about your potential. Hi, and thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe using the button below. And make sure you also click the bell icon to get notified every time we release a new episode. If you're looking for the show notes for this episode, we have them in the link underneath, as well as our social media handles and some links to free training and other offers that we drop from time to time to help you go from overwhelmed to thriving in pursuing your best life. So go ahead and check out this episode's show notes if you're interested. And thank you so much for tuning into the Positive Change Podcast.